Hey folks, welcome to Pro Football Ireland. As we are literally a month away from the regular season starting training camp mode, we're in the first week of August here, folks. And uh, delighted to be joined by Mark Bowler, our special guest, who'll introduce in the wee second. First show that we have 88 Sport as our sponsors, the main betting sponsor with the NFL in the UK and Ireland. So ma- major thanks to them. You can check out info in the bio. Our guest today is none other than NFL Media's Colleen Wolf. Colleen, um, wow, how are you doing? You good? What is up? Listen, I am so excited. We were just talking about the fact that training camp is really right here. It's like right here, right now. And we all are coming off vacation and we're all panicking. So listen, um, it's it's going to be great and everything's wonderful. Every Every time I look to your Instagram, this off season, you seem to have been in a different country, different continent. Um, it's it's incredible. I mean, I obviously post draft before you know after you got trapped in Denver Airport, of course. Oh my god! And I just found out that I am most likely doing the Christmas Eve game in Denver, and I was like, "Wow, what a gift!" The Denver Airport on Christmas Eve. It's really perfect. It's my favorite place, but. Um, yeah, the summer has been great. I've truly taken advantage. I've completely unplugged and it's been lovely. I've had a wonderful time. I just saw Barbie last night. I went to Hawaii. I was in Maui for a bit. Um, I was, yeah, just hanging out. And so after the draft, I kind of, because the season is so intense and it is like just so nonstop. You can never really get your head above water during the season. So after the draft, I try and just completely unplug and chill out because I feel like I need it. My soul, my head, my everything needs it. And so now that training camp is basically around the corner next week, we are getting ready to go out and do these shows for training camp on location. And I'll host a four-hour show that's all ad-libbed. And we kind of have to like come up with all of the topics on the fly. And I am just now cramming as if I am in college again. So it's uh, it's nice, though. I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. I forgot that this happened, even though it was only a couple months ago. So good times. It's been a great summer. I'm glad. Well, we're at least able to bring you to Ireland somewhat. Your voice at least coming over here. But, you know, some one place I was really surprised that wasn't included in the summer, Connie, was Germany <laughs> after last November I was so sure you're going to come back is that because maybe you think you're coming back or is that like you just we're over it okay. again yeah you're right we're all like this right fingers crossed I'm trying to make my way to both London and to Frankfurt I'm not sure what the plan is yet but after I had been in Munich last year I loved it so much everyone there all they talked about was how great it is in the summer and the beer gardens and how chill it is. And so I was dead set on going back to Munich this summer. But it just ended up like last minute. You know, the problem with going on vacation is that you have to plan it. And I was like, I'm not I don't think I can do it. I can't plan this year. So I if I don't end up in Frankfurt during the season, I'll definitely be in Germany next summer. My friend Joe Thomas, who I used to work with at NFL Network, who's going in the Hall of Fame in I don't know what, two weeks at this point, he actually is going to be spending some time over in Germany, too. So um, I'm not sure like what um, exactly he's doing yet, but I know he'll be spending a good amount of time over there. So stay tuned for that. Um. For anyone listening to this, 
This is, it's probably Monday the 7th of August, so training camp is two weeks in. Michael went to Greece last week, and that's why we're doing this now. But yes, that was the best week ever, Mark, wasn't it? The greatest week of my life, anyway. The best weekend ever. Yeah, do you know, it's so funny because listening to you talk about it, Colin, I'm like, oh, I've made a mistake. My friends are actually going to Germany and the third week of August, and I was like, well, I was just there. I'm going to be in Frankfurt in a few weeks, and I'm actually, I'm like, oh, I've made a mistake. But you know what? It's so funny because my favorite two moments as a fan last year happened within six hours of each other. One was reading from the Marion plants or whatever that's called in Munich and Peter King's article. I read it from the cathedral because I don't know, that's where my Wi-Fi was working and it was amazing. And I absolutely loved it. And reading back and it was his week there. And then I went for a beer and then I hopped on a train to the airport and I still got on around the NFL podcast and they at the end put on a voice note from you that I refer to, even Michael will tell you, in Phoenix, we were telling people how good Germany was. Like fans of, from Kansas City, we were in the Kettle Black pub. And I was like, just go back and listen to Colleen talk about because she sums it up better than me. So you actually even described it as one of the best experiences of your life. Are you like me that you're like, no, that still holds true today? I stand by it 1000%. It was one of those times where you actually realize in the moment how crazy and special and and just like massive it is and all I wanted to do was sit and watch what was happening and just kind of drink it in but I was hosting a show (laughs) and my producers were like okay um now just just see you know ask how the uh, suggesting like ask how the bucks can build on this win and I'm in my head like what 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 is happening everyone is like literally holding each other and singing and their lights are on their phones and it the energy in that stadium was like nothing I've ever felt in my life and I've been to Super Bowls and I've been to really fun big sporting events and and concerts and things like that this was on a totally different level I I would contend that I mean it's up there with the Eagles Super Bowl obviously when the Eagles won their Super Bowl in Minneapolis that was like the mountaintop for me as a Philadelphian but there are little ways to describe what that feeling was like being in Munich in the stadium after that game because the game was actually a good game but the game didn't even matter the game was completely secondary it was the actual experience and you could feel the tangible emotions that were in that stadium like it really felt like you could reach out and touch the emotions and it was just like I'm so happy that I had a chance to experience it because I'm not sure anything will ever be like that again and I think about it a lot because even after that game everyone went back to the hotel and remember Mooch Steve Mariucci was talking about it and started to tear up and he was like getting emotional just talking about it that's how cool it was it was honestly maybe one of like my career highlights i think i think you've summed it up amazingly there I, i'll say one thing just it popped into my head there and i we were standing in the press box and they looked down and it was you and joe and uh, maybe doing like the pre-game but it was like mega pre-game it was it was an early enough start but it was so cold that's the one thing i remember it was like freezing cold if you remember that, it was like... You know what, though? I See, cold now for me is defined different because Christmas Eve last year, I was mm. in Pittsburgh for the game against the Raiders, the game that they were honoring Franco Harris. It ended up snowing, and this was not even as cold as 
an actual snow game in Buffalo, I think the week or, or two weeks before. This was the wind chill the night before the game was negative 24, like Fahrenheit. So I don't know what that is in Celsius, um, but it's so cold that there were frostbite advisories saying if you have exposed skin, that you could be in danger of like all sorts of frostbite and complications. And I have my hands out because I need to write down what is happening and I don't have gloves that it was, listen, cold. That Munich game was like I was like Maui compared to Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, my associate producer, uh, Mark, has already typed into a Google Doc that 24 Fahrenheit is minus 31 degrees Celsius, which scares me to even think about never mind experience. Um, it was awful. Just, <laughs> just going back on, like, you know, not to have an up, complete upheave of Munich here, but like, I think you got to buy on. Like, like I remember we we rushed back just to try and obviously do the the fanboy thing and see Brady in the press conference after. So we didn't see a lot of the atmosphere, oh. Colleen. But even sitting in the room after, and they had TVs on either side, and it had, they had the German broadcast on. But the fact that everybody stayed in the stadium was some sort of marketing genius. It's like everyone stayed for like a post party. They have to do that in London this year. It wasn't planned, though. It Like, that wasn't something that was supposed to happen. And even, oh. like, I get chills thinking about it, too, because every game that we ever have done, like, the only time that people stay is when there's a trophy presentation. And even then, people are still trying to get out. And usually the stand is, like, really emptied besides one section of just, like, crazy cheering fans that are in front of the post-game show. But... This was so different, and we just kept looking around and saying to each other, why ha Why aren't people leaving? Is something else going on? Like, did they, I guess they're still selling alcohol because everyone seems to still be drinking. They were still playing all of the music. Everybody was just like, it was just such a such a cool thing to be part of. I, I don't think that there will ever be anything like that again. And I always think about when they, play, they were playing John Denver uh, Country Road, and that was really what kind of like got everyone fired up. And I didn't realize that there's like a cover band over there that's super popular that does it. And that's why it's like such a big deal. But they had they cut off the music in the stadium, the John Denver song to restart a play in the middle of the game. And the entire stadium kept the song going which was so cool. And even the players were looking around like, wait, what? what is this? What is happening? It felt so foreign, but also just so, so different than the experience that you normally have at a stadium. It was so special. I could talk about Munich all day, guys. <laughs> I, I, I could too. And like I, I, I'm even metaphorically tearing up even thinking of that song again. Um, finally, on Germany, uh, we're over on a Saturday and Sunday. I, I, I've already flirted with the idea to Mark that we should do like an Irish pub on a Saturday night. Not, nothing crazy because working's uh -huh. but uh, that could be an idea, you know. Guinness for an R and then I love it. Bad is in German. I don't know. So. If if I'm over there, we're all gonna hang out. Uh, here's yeah, one hundred percent. You know, it's so funny. It's like we're supposed to be doing a podcast here. I feel like we haven't asked asked an actual question, <laughs> but I would gladly stay on this Jeremy thing because you've hit all the notes. That John Denver song, like, give me. A, I was sitting next to the guys from Norway. Like, I've never spoken to someone from Norway. So you know, you go from America. It was just as weird for me being there. And when you're uh -huh. talking about the drinks afterwards, it's like I, I was in the crowd. I didn't have press for this game. I was in. And 
I was like, where are they getting the beers? Because I can't seem to find them, but everyone had them in their hands. It was the weirdest thing ever. Um, and then, yeah, going, uh, it was the weirdest thing. But I guess we should get it back to uh, 2023 now before we all lose ourselves, uh, go back into the past. <laughs> so I guess we'll ask our first actual football question. And uh, to get us back on track, I'll give you an option which um, subject topic do you want it to be on in the AFC or the NFC, Colleen? Ooh, okay. Let's um, let's start with the AFC. Why not? Well, you're only getting to go with one of them. You'll you'll never oh. know if we oh. go with the AFC. You'll never know the NFC. So, which side of it do you want, NFC or AFC? Okay, I, you know what, I feel like the AFC is more interesting than the NFC. So, give me the AFC. Okay, we'll go with this the is FC. Hard. I don't even I already am indecisive. Okay. The if the NFC one was a banger, but the AFC, I guess it is a bit more of an obvious question. We go to the AFC. All right, more. no, wait, hold on. Let's then then give me the NFC. Give Sorry, me the Colleen. NFC. The rules are the rules. They were well they were well explained in the beginning. So the NFC will be us and next guess sometime I don't I even don't know. I don't understand how bad <laughs> like I have FOMO so bad and I even have like question FOMO apparently oh, no, alright right. so AFC let's do it alright so in the AFC <laughs> I feel bad now I'm actually going to tell you what the NFC one was but the AFC one that we'll ask you is basically um, a lot of hate, hype obviously for the AFC East but the AFC North I think is flying way under the radar it's a super competitive division except for obviously everyone will put the Bengals in tops but when you look at the other teams I think they all come with a really interesting storyline which one of these, the storylines are you most interested? For Pittsburgh, I think it's whether Kenny Pickett will make the jump. Cleveland, whether their defense, and they have added some names, particularly on the defensive line, whether the defense can catch up with the offense or in Baltimore, and this is the easy answer, yeah. I suppose, are you just excited about the Todd Munkins and OBJ Baltimore Ravens offense? Okay, so for me... I, I feel like everyone right now is kind of on the Browns making uh, like a, just having like a turnaround. And I just I'm kind of lukewarm on it. Like I it's nothing against them doing the turnaround, but it doesn't really like I, I don't find it that interesting right now. And I kind of like love the Ravens at this point. I'm really interested it for me. That's that's the that's the top thing I, I want to see. How this Ravens offense looks, I feel like last year the expectations were so, so high for Lamar Jackson and this team. And then he got hurt and it just seemed like everything kind of went wrong. And so I'm really, really interested to see how this whole revamped offense kind of comes together. And you have Odell Beckham Jr. Like what what does he even look like now having not played all of last season? Because he looked really good in that Super Bowl with the Rams up until he got hurt. So what's what does he even look like now coming back from that injury? And then I do really love the idea of Todd Munkin with this offense. Like, how does that change things? How does everything mesh? I mean, you know, Greg Roman, it was it was a very unique offense that he built around Lamar Jackson, but they just weren't able to put up points and get the ball downfield at all. And now, obviously, the the wide receivers, like how that shakes out too. As I mentioned, Odell Beckham Jr. and Zay Flowers, um, the team's first round pick from this year. They have Mark Andrews and I want to see J.K. Dobbins. I, they have a nice offensive line. I just think that Munkin running this ship 
will be good for the passing game. And that is something that we've heard over and over again about Lamar Jackson kind of watching what he can do in the passing game. So now I want to see it with Todd Munkin. Yeah, it's going to be insane. That Tampa Bay offense with Todd Munkins was like just throwing the ball the whole time, as we well know. So I know everyone's excited for that. And I feel like, Michael, we're going to be doing an awful lot of talking about that offense as we get closer. Something that you're going to be doing an awful lot of talking about, Colleen, you're going to be doing the podcast again with Dan Hanses, fellow Irishman Dan Hanses, the Hard Knocks podcast. I suppose the most obvious question about it, though, is how many weeks are you going to give yourself until you're fed up of hearing the name Aaron Rodgers? I'm all, wait, I'm zero. I'm already there, which yeah. is a problem because I am desperate to see what this team will look like and what Aaron Rodgers will look like in this offense where he brought all, all his friends over. Like, I mean, it's just, it's already overkill. But now that you have hard knocks on top of it and they're being very cagey about everything, which the whole point of hard knocks is to have access and to kind of like make light of everything that's going on and you get like this insider view of the team and the players and the personalities and I'm worried I'm not gonna lie I'm, I'm worried about how this season is gonna go down because Aaron Rodgers was already annoyed talking about the fact that they had to do it and that they were getting hard knocks shoved down their throats but it's as long as he's giving us good quotes to talk about then I guess that's great, no problem, but I just don't want to be in a situation where we're going around and around and around talking about the same stuff with Aaron Rodgers just to talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Um, I'm going to go off topic for a second because Mark mentioned Don Hanses, and you, you mentioned London there, okay? So I'm just going to put hypotheticals in your head here. Okay. Um, imagine it's, I don't know, the 11th of October and you're in London and Don, Greg, Mark, etc. fly over. Dublin is 40 minutes away on the plane. They will sell out Dublin 10 times over. This needs to happen. I will happily do whatever it needs to be. Like, I, I will organize it. You can tell Hank. You can tell the crew, but pl please do pass the message on. And obviously, you're more than invited as well to, to host, etc. But uh, I'm telling you, that needs to happen, if not this year, next year, 100%. So, I would love that. Listen, I haven't been to Ireland in a very long time. I've only been once, but I thought it was an incredible, beautiful place. That's where both my mom's side and my dad's side are from. Um, shout out to County Cork and County Mayo. But listen, I I don't know how with like the schedules, how that would work. I almost feel like it needs to be an off-season tour where we come over and then there's just like more time to breathe and hang out so we could hit Dublin, London, we could hit Munich again. Uh, we can go all over the place, but that feels like something that needs to happen no matter how it gets done. There's the Instagram reel right up right there. Um, th there is a picture, and I'm sure you've seen it obviously as an Eagles fan, but Jalen Hurts walking away after losing in February in Phoenix, just whenever the sticker tape was going down and he, he looks like some sort of evil superhero plotting his revenge already. Um, do you feel, obviously as an Eagles fan, like, you know, do you feel that Jalen not only has a chip on his shoulder and he's more motivated this year because of losing that game, but more so for me, well, for me, he was the MVP in my eyes as well last year. Mm. He played so well and that was the whole question going into the season last year was what Jalen Hurts would look like, especially coming off that 
awful performance against the Buccaneers in the wild card game where, I mean, that was like the the white flag needed to be needed to be raised in the first quarter. I couldn't believe that we needed to watch like three more quarters after we saw one. Um, it was just so terrible. But then it felt like almost an audition year for Jalen Hurts, even though it really shouldn't be, shouldn't have been because they exceeded expectations even getting to that wild card game in Jalen Hurts's first year as a starter and Nick Sirianni's first year as a head coach. But he passed that audition with flying colors and had such an insane season. And I think getting that close to almost winning a Super Bowl, that does something to you. And I know that all of those players, like they, their window it's with Jalen Hurts, it's obviously different than the team itself, but the way it's constructed, they need to win now. They have a lot of aging veterans on their roster. Their roster is stacked. They have tons of talent. Howie Roseman's done such a great job putting together this team and and signing free agents and replenishing for the ones that they lost and drafting. But they need to they know what they need to do and they have a really difficult schedule this year it's much more difficult than it was last year but the saving grace is that they're in the nfc and so really their biggest competition in my eyes is the 49ers who they're not even sure like what's going on at quarterback i guess it's going to be brock purdy but we have to wait and see um and i think the 49ers are a very very talented team don't get me wrong but there's there's nowhere near the amount of talent in the NFC that's in the AFC. So I think Jalen Hurts, he knows what he needs to do. And he's the type of guy that's serious, puts his head down, gets to work. And with the roster, the way it's constructed, I think they have a really good chance. You know, the one difficult thing with the Eagles, and it's funny because even though my brother's an Eagles fan, I was going over to the Super Bowl being like, well, actually, I really want to see that 49ers team because the defense was so good. And the problem right. with Philadelphia now this year is they lost Javon Hargrave. They lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson. C.J. Edwards, I like as your Mike linebacker, I think that, you know, that's kind of gone under the radar that he's gone. And of course, Jonathan Gannon is gone, which, yes. you know, they, they clearly wanted to keep him. I mean, that is massive pieces. Even when you kind of look at the roster now, it's like, it's definitely as strong, but it's not as strong. You know, you know, they had right. record... Le- record amount of sacks and stuff last year do you think you know the Jalen Hurts hype is overriding that that it's like actually there should be a bit more alarm bells going off well I think everyone kind of looks at the Eagles and thinks about the challenge that they have ahead of them dealing with the significant turnover not only with the players but also the coaching staff I mean as you mentioned those departures were massive and this defense tormented offenses last year it was historic 70 sacks like only the 84 bears were able to do that so they did a nice job I think in the first round with Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith I liked the Terrell Edmonds and Nicholas Moreau signings I think both of those guys will start obviously they want their second year defenders to to grow and develop guys like Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean the linebacker area is one that's a little concerning for me, but I do wonder how much this pass rush will regress. It's still so talented, though. It was just like last year they were wrecking teams, except in the Super Bowl, <laughs> um, because that field, I'm not going to lie, I don't want to talk about the field conditions because um, I still can like, see in my head players slipping uh, as they try to get to Mahomes. But 
yeah, of course, Jalen Hurts and the quarterback is always going to overshadow the defense. But one thing that I found really interesting is the new offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson. I was not aware because I was thinking, okay, how is this offense going to look with Brian Johnson? How is Brian Johnson going to work with Jalen Hurts? What that what's that relationship going to be like? And then I found out like Brian Johnson has known Jalen Hurts since he was in preschool and that Johnson was coached by Hurts's dad at the University of Florida and that they've their families have been close forever and he recruited Hurts to join him at Mississippi State. I mean, this is like they go way, way back. So there is this built-in trust and chemistry already. So hopefully the defense can kind of hold up their end of the bargain. They don't need to be incredibly spectacular. They just have to be good. And then Jalen Hurts, if he can cook the way he did last year, then they should be in good shape. You've got uh, one quick question, and then Mark's going to do a very quick game with you. He done it with Mina okay. Kimes, and we feel that you'll beat Mina's scored. Um, look, this is a generic question, Colleen, but it's a serious question because okay. uh, my, myself and Michaela did a podcast on this a couple of weeks ago. Um, Netflix series quarterback uh, launched in mid-July. Now, going by your Instagram, you, you've been vacationing and, and enjoying your life. So if you haven't watched it, don't worry. However, who would you like to see in it next year if you had a picture take quarterback? Ooh, okay, that's a great question. I will say I just started it by the way. So I've seen the first half hour of the first episode and I can't stop laughing still about Kirk Cousins, his wife picking out his outfit. And then all of them, the like um, what he was like rolling in Cole's cash, all of the messages on Twitter and Instagram. Very, very funny. Um, it's a great show. I can't wait to finish it. But next season, who would I like to see? I'm trying to think of the most interesting or mysterious quarterbacks out there because I I wouldn't I'll tell you who I wouldn't want to see I wouldn't want to see Russell Wilson I'm I'm not that's I need like I need a quarterback with a good funny personality and I feel like Aaron Rodgers like at one point would have been a good answer for this because of all of his like psychedelic usage and stuff like that and how he just like doesn't care like he, there's just no filter so I love that but now it's going to be overkill that he's in New York and hard knocks so I think Joe Burrow would be a great one I would love to see Joe Burrow um, I would also love to see Lamar the personality on both of them would really shine through and it just seems like those are two guys that I would want to hang out with. I need to know more. Um, maybe a I'm going around the divisions right now and and thinking who am I who am I missing? Is there like an obvious choice here? Because Tua keeps popping in my head, but I'm not sure I really want Tua in it. Maybe like a rookie, maybe like just in terms of getting oh. the falls of the story. I don't know. I kind of like that. Like um. I think a Bryce Young would be good. Okay. I could talk myself into a Bryce Young. That would not be bad. So, yeah, that's it. That's what I'm thinking. Love it. Ra radio silence there for me, and as I was kind of thinking, like you, you know, there's so many angles. Like, even Kyler Murray, if you watch, if you follow along with the Cardinals, he did a behind the scenes. Like, oh, tonight he's more interesting. It's like, I'm surprised that I'd say way clear of Justin Herbert. I love him as a player, but he doesn't have the person who's... I would do the same thing, yes. Yeah, 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 right. And then... fishing, though, and it would be good, it would be good content. It'd be <laughs> good imagery or whatever. Justin Fields, maybe? What do we What do we know about his personality? Hmm. 
do, do you know what? One of the most underrated guys on in the media center last year, literally walking by with you, wasn't it, Mike? And I was like, wait, that's Justin Fields on like one of the tables, not even on one of the stands. He was on one of the tables doing an interview. I was like, that's insane. Really? Uh, yeah, for real. I have a picture of it. I actually took a video. I was like, there's no way that's Justin Fields just sitting at one of the tables, like people passing him by. Like days later, me, me and Mike were, pa- were passing a football around the place, which is content that we have not yet released, which is the craziest thing I think I've ever done in my life. <laughs> we, can't, we can't even throw a spot. Definitely never getting back in again next year. I'm saying that publicly. But... I, I guess we better uh, move on. This is where I get super nervous because these games sometimes don't work out. And this is one of the more ambitious ones. Um, look, on the Around the NFL podcast recently, you did allude to the fact that you know what Colleen means in Irish. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. It means girl. No doubt. So there, you're off to a good start. Right, so we're, we're going to throw some Irish things at you. And we're going to see, do you actually know what those are? Social okay. media is going to pop. With these right, right. This, is, this is where Michael has to do a sign-off just in case we have to cut around this now because it doesn't work out, but okay. Can you explain okay. to us what you think leaving cert weather might be? Leaving what? Leaving cert weather. Cert weather? Leaving uh, cert weather. A, you're, you're dining and dashing, I would say. You're not paying the bill. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> Le- leaving cert weather is each June we have like finals for our high school students. So we get guaranteed sunshine while they have to sit though. So you're way off. I don't know where you're uh, been. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. This uh, th- this next one might break the internet. Uh, there's there's only five or six. Don't worry. Uh, oh, which... no, we're good. We're good. No, but <laughs> which you... which uh, which tato is best, north or south? Which what? Tato. Um, north or south? You said. Yeah. I'm so uh, say... I get that one can get some context if you do want to explain because I think it's still um. It's the, oh, okay. yeah, fair enough. Well, there I, is... I would say I would say south first, but let me get the context. There's, I feel like I have to explain the whole history. Of this right? Okay, okay. So there's 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 crisps, and there's chips. Just, they, they have the yeah chips. They have the same name, in both right. North and, in, chips are French fries, right? Uh, no, like crisps, like potato chips. There you go. Right. Um, okay. And it's very it's very controversial. So you you've probably gave the right answer because the majority will say the south. I think both are good. But yeah, you're good. So far, okay, so good. South. I'm going with the South. Good, good answer. I'm I'm from the South, so I definitely get it. Michael is definitely offended now. You've, I'm not as bad. What's a 99? A 99 is a um a great, uh, it's a, a fuel. How about we say it's a fuel type? You fill up your car with 99. Jeez, that's a good idea. No, it's, it's soft serve ice cream served with a flake. It's essential to summertime. If you ever are in Europe for your summer economy, no, definitely you're going to have to get yourself a 99. It used to be 99p or 99 cents back in the day before inflation was 2,000%. That's why it's called a 99, I, I think. Or anyway. Okay. Or I, I, well, I was thinking about, uh, I was thinking it was money related. That's why I went with gas, but that wouldn't even make sense either. So, okay. And um, what does cart galore mean? Cart galore. Cart galore um, means that you're a shopaholic. Okay. Um, Your cards are always full. It means okay in Irish, but yeah, we, we're yeah we're there. I I like okay. it. That, that that's okay. actually brilliant. Card that that is actually so because you actually got the meaning of galore pretty spot on. Just not 
or an actual car. You had the Irish meaning of it. Because this next question that I'm going to ask you kind of goes back to your name being Colleen. And okay. So it's going to be, you're going to have to get some Irish. So if you have a graw for something, if you have a graw for something, what does that mean you have? Uh, you have like a, a liking for it. You, uh, right? Is that right? You, you go on. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> yes. Ding, 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 ding. I knew I was Irish. <laughs> you know that. This next one may may go viral because Lizzo made it go viral a month ago for different reasons. What is a spice bag? A spice bag. A spice bag is um, a pretty girl. Spice bag. <laughs> Look at that spice bag. It's a it's a, a bag guy, of a pretty guy. Well, it's a it's a bag of like like chicken and chips with like spice spices and like large pieces of vegetables fast food fast food like 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 an asian takeaway basically i suppose it's very popular it's it's what you kind of want when you've had a few drinks alcoholic of course so that's what yeah for real you guys are missing out this last one out of like trucks like can you like late night try like that okay yeah Yeah, we'll do it after the around the nfl show and double that problems it'll happen that's okay yeah, so there's gonna be an ar- there's gonna be arguments about where uh, where to go for your spice bag. All right, so I I I have a feeling you might get this one right. If you order a pint of plain, what what are you ordering? Um, I feel like it's not a Guinness, but it's definitely like a I feel like an ale of some sort, like a blonde ale. You're half and half right. It's you're ordering not just a Guinness, but you're ordering a stout as a whole. It's a lovely way of ordering a pint of stout, which is to not use the brand name of Guinness. So I'm gonna say you got a two out of six. That's oh, our question's wait. done. I think you got two out of six. Okay, well, well, that, that doesn't sound. That's not good. Two out of six is not. Do you good. know what? It, <laughs> it, I, it's, <laughs> I I think the relief <laughs> off me right now is that I'm like this game could have gone awfully. We got 33 percent of it correct, so we're not doing too bad. <laughs> You got some amount of wins. You, you, you may have got more wins than NFL teams, certain NFL teams this year. So I think you've done a great job. So which ones? The Texans and the Cardinals? Oh, definitely the Cardinals. I I don't want to be controversial at this point in August and annoy one out of thirty two. Controversial. What one member of this podcast is a Cardinals fan, and this year, well, the first year, I will not be using my holiday days to go to a Cardinals game. I'm thinking of going to Pittsburgh because it'll be a layover anyway. But um, that's where I'm at with the Cardinals right now. So be as controversial as it is. Break, it breaks my heart that it's like I have to take two years off NFL fandom. Kind of you know what, though? As as a Cardinals fan, them being bad this year is actually a good thing. Like it's, it'll all lead up to the draft. If they can get the number one pick, then you'll be good to go. Like it's a really good quarterback draft. I I think that losing is actually winning for you this year. Well, but we have the, the Texans as well. So it's like we could have the one team on the raw pick. It's the craziest thing about it. They might be better, though, because of that division and D'Amico Ryans. I really love him. And he brought in so much talent. Like they could be sneaky. You, you, you sneaky, built me up. Like four wins, maybe. You built me know. up and then you knocked me back down. And I was hoping for the two. <laughs> and I mean, that was, I think, here, that was, that, that, as we say, that was great crack. Um, really enjoyed that. We can't thank you enough for coming on and, and obviously appreciate your support of the game internationally. If, you know, happily repay the favor and, and have a chat in London or Germany or better still, apparently I've just been confirmed off camera that uh, Mark will be saddling the buffet at Wynn in Las Vegas <laughs> for all of us. 
because apparently going by TikTok, it's the best buffet in Vegas for the Super Bowl. So uh, oh. please go. We see you if we're allowed in. I'm sure we will. I would love that. Anytime, guys, you want me to come on the podcast and hopefully we can meet up in one of these fun locations. I would love it. <laughs>